The Oklahoma City Thunder had a less than ideal weekend at Summer League, getting absolutely beat down by the Indiana Pacers. Summer League finally comes to a close today for your Oklahoma City Thunder. Who will they play? When will that game be? Our takeaways from the Pacers game and a mailbag all on today's show. Locked on Thunder, your daily home for Thunder basketball. Coming up next on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host and editor-in-chief over at thundersintentions.com, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at L-O Thunderpod. Email the show, L-O Thunderpod at gmail.com. Call into the show for 0536271128. On today's show, brought to you by rockauto.com. Go to rockauto.com for their amazing selection, reliably low prices of the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. We're going to dive into this game against the Indiana Pacers. We're going to talk about our mailbag with a ton of questions around this rebuild and so much more, including the updated schedule. The Thunder Summer League will come to a close today. As you're listening to this, if you're listening to this early enough, you can go catch the game at 4 o'clock. Central time on ESPN2 as the Thunder take on the Spurs. Now, a well-plugged-in NBL reporter, who of course would probably have ties to Josh Giddy, did put out a video on Saturday saying that there was a good chance Josh Giddy played either in the Pacers game or in their final contest. And well, today is their final contest. So be up to date on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles to find out if Josh Giddy will play or not. And then, of course, watch him if he does play because that's the reason to stick around for the final game of Summer League, a Summer League that's not gone the way the Thunder have wanted it to. They're now without Josh Giddy. They're without Trey Mann. They're even without their head coach, Grant Gibbs. When that all falls apart, you're left with Tail Maldon and second-round picks. And, of course, that's not the most entertaining product that the Thunder could have put on the court. Now, let's review the Pacers game quickly and then get into your mailbag questions. The Pacers absolutely drummed the Oklahoma City Thunder 95-61 in the Thomas and Mack Center in Las Vegas. It was really a boring game. Chris Duarte plays well, goes 3-4 for four from beyond the arc, comes away to 19 points for the Pacers. John Bone, or Jordan Bone plays well off the bench, 9 points in 14 minutes on pretty good shooting numbers. Also holds in 5 rebounds and 3 assists. That's kind of it. Besides Isaiah Jackson, who I'm impressed with what I'm seeing from Isaiah Jackson, a guy who I was very, very low on in the pre-draft process. He puts up 12 points, gets a steal, two blocks, one assist, four rebounds, goes 0 for 1 from beyond the arc, but does uh, produce a few good mid-range looks. And that that three-point shot did not look awful. Uh, He's been able to show more of a kind of versatile and modern skill set in summer league than he showed in Kentucky. And so this could be a product of just Kentucky not being the best fit for his game. And we're seeing that at the next level. Now, of course, you don't want to look too much into the summer league, but I think that there's a good chance that I was wrong about Isaiah Jackson, just based off the summer league performance. We'll see if that carries into next season though. 
For the Thunder, of course, no Trey Mann, no Josh Giddy. You had out there your big three at this point of Maldon Wiggins and Jeremiah Robinson Earl. Aaron Wiggins did officially sign his two-way deal on Sunday. The Thunder put that press release out there on Sunday. It's officially official. He has one of the two-way contracts. Remember, the roster is 15 active spots plus two two-ways, making it a 17-man roster. So whenever you're tallying up the, the roster for where the Thunder sit right now, while Aaron Wiggins is on the team, they he does not count against the kind of guaranteed contracts because he's on a two-way deal. Now, nonetheless, with that, Wiggins plays well enough, 10 points in this one, five rebounds, one assist. There's a reason why we're going to do a mailbag at the back end of the show because there's just not a ton of meat on the bone, and I'm not going to pretend that there is. Aaron Wiggins plays well. He was 10-5 and five in 25 minutes on 40% shooting from the floor. It was only one of five, though, from beyond the arc. Tell Maldon is not good again, so he's kind of been up and down. All summer league, 0 for 7 from the floor, 0 for 4 from beyond the arc. Four rebounds, six assists, but has two turnovers, two fouls, and no points, and a minus 20 in the game. Still playing in 27 minutes in this one and couldn't buy a bucket. Not what you want to see from him. He's been a really inconsistent summer league. This is going to be a time for him to really put his foot down and put the foot on the gas and kind of dominate a aspect of professional basketball, you know, in the NBA landscape as he has overseas. He just hasn't been able to fully do that yet. He's been flashes and had some certain games where he was very dominant, just has not been consistent uh, throughout this entire time. Jeremiah Robinson Earl, another solid double-double. 13 points, 10 rebounds, two assists, one steal, one block, only one turnover and one foul. Big deal there. Getting the block, getting the steal, playing solid defense without fouling at his size, playing the center position was impressive to watch. And if you remember, he had a little bit of foul trouble his first game. And ever since then, he's improved and improved and improved with that. And he's really quickly adapted to being an undersized center quickly with which is what the Thunder really want from him because the Thunder, as you know, are going to go positionless. They're going to get wacky. They're going to get weird. And there will be times in the NBA, you know, in the actual NBA, where they're tallest guy on the floor, 6'9". And so, you know, I should say the tallest center on the floor, 6'9". Of course, Poku's, you know, seven foot, but you're not really going to put him on bigger centers where you'll be tasked with this responsibility in the NBA the way that Isaiah Roby was last year. And you've got to be able to f- figure out a way to kind of defend, stay in front, but don't foul. And if he scores over you, he scores over you. And Robinson Earl has done a good job of kind of adapting to that quickly in the summer league setting. Four for six from the free throw line as well. Good sign there for a shooting stroke. One for three from beyond the arc. But Jeremiah Robinson Earl was again very good. Wish he had a little bit more wingspan, but that doesn't really uh, factor in because it's not really his fault that he doesn't. Still a solid summer performance from Jeremiah Robinson Earl. This summer, he's at least proven to be a very good role player and a very good NBA contributor and worth a guaranteed contract that he's already signed. So... That's been accomplished, but again, I understand why fans are kind of upset, or not upset, but frustrated that you know they're not getting the big payoff that the Rockets are, that other teams are, of seeing you know kind of future faces of the franchise, or maybe all-stars or superstars, and, and allowing yourself to talk yourself into that, because with the players playing well for the Thundertale, Maldon, Jeremiah Robson Earl, you can't really talk yourself into them being all-stars, superstars, even high-priority starters in this league without doing a lot of mental gymnastics and kind of sounding, sounding foolish. So the way that the Thunder fans have to look at this is that we've got a bunch of role players. Woohoo. And so I understand how that's kind of a big letdown considering what you're looking around the NBA at. But as Mark would say, you got to run your race. And, and this Thunder race has not had their two priority acquisitions in Josh Giddy and Trey Mann for the majority of Summer League. Now, Jalen Horde, who's been very bad this summer league, that there's no doubt about that. And, and 
people have been very vocal about how bad he's been this summer league. And it's been a bit disappointing because he was and still is in a competition for that two-way spot. Uh, him, Josh Hall, they're in the mix for that second two-way spot. And it felt as though this would be a highly contested battle between Hall and, and Horde of who can get that final coveted slot. And Jalen Horde, until the Pacers game, really didn't show up all that much. He scores 16 points, though, in this game on 77% from the floor. Two for two from beyond the arc. Gets five rebounds, one assist, one steal. Just two turnovers and two fouls. Like what I saw from Jalen Horde, kind of going back to the flashes he showed at the end of last year, where he showed flashes of being a competent NBA player. And again, I know that that's nothing to write home about for the casual fan, but you do need those kind of players to win basketball games in the future. Uh, again, I don't think that Jalen Horde is a future piece, though, but at least he is showing signs of being competent. Charlie Brown Jr. was, again, awful. Two points, 0 for 4 from beyond the arc. 1 for 6 of the Thunder need a, a roster spot. The non-guaranteed contract of, of Charlie Brown Jr. getting waived and getting let go of is easy to uh, to see happening here. We did see our first look at Jalen the Q, Baby Westbrook in a Thunder uniform in Summer League for the first time. Grew up a Russell Westbrook fan and a Thunder fan, so it was awesome to see him get those nine minutes. Played pretty well in that very, very, very small sample size outside of missing four threes. He's able to put up seven points in this one and no other stat line, but did go three for four from the line. Nonetheless, we'll have more, surprisingly, on the other side before we get into our mailbag episode. But first, I gotta tell you right now, but good friends over at Sweatblock. Folks, Sweatblock is the most important product that I've ever talked about because it truly, truly correlates with my life. Sweatblock is doctor created, doctor recommended, works for up to seven days per use. Dry shirt guaranteed. If Sweatblock does not keep you dry, you're gonna get your money back. It's featured and tested on the Rachel Ray Show by Firefighters, best-selling on Amazon for the past 10 years, over 13,000 reviews manufactured in the USA. Wear what you want. Your little secret to confidence is Sweatblock. This is a must-have for everyone's toiletry bag. Whether it's a big presentation or a hot date, everyone can benefit from Sweatblock. Listen, there's nothing more embarrassing and nerve-wracking than sweating profusely in public at an impromptu time. And fellas and ladies, there's no time in which you should be sweating. There's no good time to start sweating in public. There just isn't. I'm here to tell you right now, there isn't. And those nerves and those anxiety that you get from the fact that you are sweating in public in front of everybody only creates more sweat and only creates more nerves and only creates more anxiety. And it continues to build on each other until you just combust. That happens to me all the time. Then you're looking for ways to discreetly wipe away the sweat off your brow and hope that nobody saw it. You can skip all of that. You can let go of the fear. You can wear what you want. You can go where you want. You can do what you want if you invest in sweat block. Get yourself some sweat block today at your local CVS, at Amazon, or simply by going to sweatblock.com with our code locked on. Our code locked on at sweatblock.com gets you 20% off your order of sweatblock. Check it out right now. I also want to tell you about your friends over at Indeed. Folks, Indeed is awesome. General managers ask questions to find the right players like, do you have ice in your veins? When you're hiring, you can use Indeed assignments to help make sure you find the candidate with the skills you need 
for Sam Presti. You need the ice in your veins skills for you, a GM working at Dunler Miffin, might need a guy who can just answer a phone properly. Or a lady who can write in cursive. A dying art, I might say. Cursive has gone away the dodo bird and the glass bottle milk. I don't know how to do it. Do you? Let me know on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. But first, go check out Indeed. Because when hiring gets hard, you need Indeed. The job site that makes hiring incredibly simple. Just attract, interview, and hire. In fact, with Indeed, you can go and do all your hiring in one place, even the interview process. Do not just hope your perfect candidate will find you. Indeed's hiring tools help you cut through the noise and hire faster and smarter. In fact, Indeed Instant Match provides a list of qualified candidates whose resumes on Indeed match yours, and you'll be given the moment you post a sponsored job. With Indeed assignments, choose from 135 skill tests to help make sure you're finding applicants from people with skills that you actually need. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than any other job site combined. Join the over 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash hangup. $75 job credit at Indeed.com slash hangup. Indeed.com slash hangup. Offer valid through September 30th. Terms and conditions apply. We are back on the Locked On Thunder podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. Let's get back to this Indiana Pacers game because there is still a bit to talk about. Now, the last kind of important part is, of course, Josh Hall. Josh Hall, who, like Jalen Hortis, battling for that two-way spot, put up a one-for-seven effort, goes one-for-two from the line, gets one rebound, one steal, one block, has two turnovers and three fouls and three points in a minus 21 effort in 17 minutes. Not the best showing from Josh Hall, but I still believe that he's the front runner for that second two-way spot. He has a ton of upside, a ton of talent, and there's not really anyone else there to take it from him. And I'm not sure if the Thunder want to go kind of outside of this organization to find that second two-way spot, although they very well could. And we're going to talk to Mavs Draft later this week about guys around Summer League who are available for that second two-way spot. Uh, that have performed very well and, and could be had and could make sense for the Thunder uh, long-term on that two-way deal. We know the Thunder prioritize two-way contracts. We know the Thunder love to convert two-way contracts into NBA deals. I think that they're going to do that with Aaron Wiggins pretty soon. I mean, of course, not the offseason, but like this season, at some point this season, they're going to do that. So that's really the scoop on this you know kind of game. Oscar De La Silva, a fan favorite, only produces three points, three turnovers, one foul, one assist, eight rebounds, and goes one for six from the floor, 0 for two from beyond the arc. Look at the game charts real quick before we get to your questions. The Thunder once led by two. The Pacers once led by 36. They were tied twice. The lead changed four times. The Thunder shot 30% from the floor, 13% from three. You're not going to win many games. This might be surprising. I This is why they pay me the big bucks, folks. You're not going to win very many games. I promise you in this league, whenever you shoot 30% from the floor and 13% from deep. I promise, all right? I am by no means a basketball savant, but I know that much. Points in the paint, of course, Indiana wins that. Second chance points, surprisingly, the Thunder win that column, but they do it 18 to 13. Fast break points, another time where the Thunder lose the fast break battle. I'm very interested to see this trend. Whenever 
the entire kind of squads together, right? Maybe playing with the entire group of the Thunder. Do they continue to go small and lose in the fast break column? But anyway, that's the Pacers game. That's what you have in store. Let's get to your questions right now. So the first question from at jmillthaham. How legit do you think SGA trade rumors were before the draft? We've talked about this a lot, but to kind of give you a brief synopsis, look, you have to understand where sources come from. And despite what you might believe on Twitter, they do not just come from nowhere, right? They don't just get made up most of the time, right? If it's a respectable person, like even Jake Fisher, who's on Bleach Report and is plugged in and has written books before with the NBA and has obvious legitimate sources in the NBA, it's not just made up out of thin air. However, every single source has an agenda. Whether it's an agent, AGM, coach, a player, a parent of a player, whoever your source is has a reason they're telling you this. Very seldom do you just get something for free for being a good person, for being a good friend. There's always a narrative attached to that output. In this case, I believe that Jake Fisher and others were told SGA for Cade Cunningham was a thing. I do not believe that that came from Sam Presti or came from within the Thunder organization. Came from Troy Weaver, came from people around Troy Weaver. That's where I believe it came from, not the Thunder itself. The next question from at Moar Gonzalez, underscore Gonzalez. I apologize for if I mispronounce your name. How many jelly beans do you think Poku can fit in his fanny pack? Now, this is a great question. This is the question I want. Looking at this logically, which sounds ridiculous. I have to assume that Poku is carrying around nothing in his fanny pack at this moment to fill it up with jelly beans. It's pretty suspicious that he wouldn't tell us anything that's in there. Makes me believe it's a, it's a fashion choice. It's a choice he's making to be fashionable and not convenience of carrying around things. I think, and we can test this out somehow when the show gets on YouTube, I think in a standard fanny pack that Poku wore, we can track them to make the model the manufacturer, all that fun stuff, buy it. This turned into a rocket ad for some reason. Anyway, you're going to buy it, fill it up with jelly beans. I think 156 jelly beans fit in Poku's fanny pack. At Giddy for Giddy, you're really quick there, Giddy for Giddy, with making up a burner account for a player. I mean, he's only been drafted for like two weeks. I'm impressed. Uh, colored me impressed by at Giddy for Giddy. Go follow at Giddy for Giddy. Which will be the first winning season of this Thunder rebuild. So like, when will the first winning season come for the Thunder in this rebuild? Uh, earliest, I'd say 2024. Furthest, I'd say 2026. At Taylor Gross 19. Any chance Sam Presti feels burned by trying to orchestrate losses for higher draft picks and green lights coach SGA and this group to make it to the play-in. If not, how does he keep these guys from winning 30-plus games? I think that the chance of Sam Presti getting burnt out with this idea of tanking and trying to lose and trying to get high draft picks is 0.1%. Because to be in a position of power the way Sam Presti is, to have the amount of control Sam Presti has, to answer to nobody, which Sam Presti does. Right, The ownership group is a great group that is hands-off and lets Presti do his thing. 
you have to be convicted. You have to be stubborn. You have to have some amount of hubris that your plan is going to be the best plan ever. And your plan's going to work and you know what's best. And so the burnout will not come after one failed lottery simulation, right? At the end of the day, what happened on June 22nd was you hit the send button on tankathon.com, got a bad result, and you wish you could hit the reset button, but you can't. We view this entire offseason very differently. If the Thunder even get one top five pick, much less if the Rockets pick falls to five, and the Thunder leap up to one or two or three or four. We view this entirely differently. So in Sam Price's mind, I think he's saying it worked. What I did worked. Even for half a season, even while there's some games you wish you could have back, we had a 75% chance, the Thunder did, of getting a top five pick. It worked. Do it again. And then hit on your draft picks. I don't believe that they'll do this, especially this year, whenever their pick is lottery protected to Atlanta. They're not going to lose that draft pick just to make a play-in. Now, you could say getting to the play-in and then purposely tanking that play-in would still get you your pick back, but that's not what tanking is. Tanking has nothing to do with SGA or coach or anyone that's on the floor. Tanking is all about Sam Presti and the roster he's building. He's building a roster that's not good enough to win. When those players see the ball tipped in the air, the ball is tipped and there you are, running for your life, you're a shooting star, and when it's done, win or lose, you always do your best, but it's how you choose, then in one shining moment, it's all on the line. These guys are playing hard. They're playing to win. So you can't go into a season saying, make the plan, but lose that plan game. Number one, you're not going to get to sit players for no reason on a primetime game in general, much less a playoff primetime game. Uh, but number two, you would hope that your players and your team would be just sheer competitors. And if they had a chance for the playoffs, they'd push for it in that game. So you're not going to lose your draft pick because of one bad lottery simulation, I don't think. We'll get to more questions coming up. But first, I can tell you right now, about our good friends over at rockauto.com. RockAuto.com is a family-owned business serving auto parts online for 20 years. That's right, 20 years ago, you could have been going to RockAuto.com and finding all the parts your car will ever need. My favorite part about RockAuto.com is that I know nothing about cars. Not a single solitude thing about cars. I don't have to, though, because their website. I put my make, my model, my year into their database, and they're only going to show me car parts that are compatible with my vehicle that way. I'm not wasting time, effort, money on parts I cannot use, parts you do not need. Go to rockauto.com and find their amazing, amazing selection. I love the fact that I can trust rockauto.com. I cannot trust a dealership or a brick and mortar store because of the fact that I know nothing about cars. You could sell me anything at any price point and I would buy it because it's what you said it's worth. And that's how dealerships and brick and mortar stores make their money. But at rockauto.com, they have that awesome selection where you get to pick your manufacturer, your make, your model. You get to pick all that fun stuff of every part you need and they'll only show the parts that are compatible with your car. But also, it's one set price for everybody. They don't know your level of expertise. They don't know. They don't want to know. They don't need to know. They just need to get you your parts and they do that. At a high clip, at a very good clip, at a great rate. Go to rockauto.com. Whenever you go there, tell them Lockdown sent you. Whenever they ask you, how did you hear about us? And they'll know what to do from there. Rockauto.com. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices of the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. I'm going to tell you right now about our good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to builtbar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, get 15% off your next order. They have nine flavors, coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate brownie, salted caramel, peanut butter brownie. It's great. I love the peanut butter brownie flavor. 
Try them out today at rockauto.com, promo code LOCK15, 15% off your next order. You can use them pre-workout or post-workout or even as a meal replacement. They're that filling, they're that good, they're that incredible. Try it today at builtbar.com, promo code LOCK15, 15% off your next order. Most flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and only four grams of net carbs. Listen, they, they're doing incredible stuff. I mean, absolutely awesome stuff. Go look up on, on social media, Built Bar. You'll see that they paid for all 35 walk-on athletes at BYU for their football program to be put on scholarship. Awesome by them. Go support them. BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCK15, 15% off of your next order at BuiltBar.com. This podcast is over. Go check out the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcast from with our good friend Peter Bukowski getting you up to date on everything about the world of sports. So the next question comes from at Jen Loss Less. At what point in the season does Giddy get to start? So when are the Thunder going to start Josh Giddy? I see no reason to not start on day one. I believe that the Thunder are going to feel that same way. If I had to guess, he starts day one. But if you want to play the game a little bit uh, and, and kind of ease him in, by January, I mean, that's going to be October, November, December of playing ball because you're going to start preseason October 3rd, October 4th and then play, you know, of course, those months leading up to January. I'd say by January, if not sooner, but I think that he should start opening night and just go. Just go and get experience and get time. It's a very raw player, a player that you very much believe in, a player who has to get used to playing with any guards, much less a guard the caliber of SGA. Get him going, get him clicking, and seeing what can kind of work. Now, of course, you're not going to make all of your judgments on Giddy day one, but still, it's good to have some as much fun as possible in season one as you can, and you start that with the opening game. Any chance the Thunder make free agency move? And if so, any names you can see them going after? This is from at Grubbs Damien. Um, no, I don't think they're going to make any move. They could, obviously. There's a chance they have the money to. I just don't really see the name out there that they're going to go for. Uh, maybe a minor, minor, minor move here or there, but I think that their roster is pretty much set uh, for this team. And then the last one for today comes from at Philip RCW. If you were Presti for the rest of the offseason, what would you attempt to do to appease fans who are not excited about the draft? I'm excited either way, but I want to hear your take on this. So you can keep you can keep asking questions. We're going to do another mailbag this week at Rylan underscore styles at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Also, if you don't have Twitter, go ahead and email me, lothunderpod at gmail.com. You can keep asking questions. Uh, we'll do another one of these later on. But to close it out, we're going to do Philip's question. If you were Sam Presti for the rest of the offseason, what would you attempt to do to appease fans who are not excited about the draft? Look, this is going to kind of sound bad, but Sam Presti does not really care what you think as a fan. I mean, you as in everybody, including myself, what you think. He has to answer to the ownership of the Thunder. And if they're on board, doesn't matter. It really doesn't. Uh, I believe that most Thunder fans understand what's going on here, understand the process, understand what's going to be happening. I should say enough Thunder fans understand the goal and understand um, what's important this season. It's not wins and losses. It's not having a flashy roster. It's about developing what's on this roster right now and putting yourself in a better position to draft next year. And they're still going to support this team. They're still going to go to games. They're still going to go and support this team however they can. I think that there's no move to make. The moment you start making moves just to make moves or moves just to make somebody happy and not moves to better your franchise is the moment you become the Kings, the moment you become a bad organization. I believe that any move that Sam Presti makes should and would be based in his belief of this organization's direction and not based on a reaction to the draft. Because 
to put it this way, again, we talk about how stubborn you have to be to be a guy or a person in a position of power like Sam Presti is and how confident in yourself you have to be. You have self-confidence you have to have in your plan. Sam Presti is sitting back saying, okay, you laugh at me now for Anthony Shingun. You laugh at me now for passing up on Kaminga. You laugh at me now for doing whatever he's done this draft. Wait two or three years and, and you'll be seeing the prices of Josh Giddy. Uh, to me, if he was panicking right now about the about the amount of fans who are upset about the draft class, then it would just show that he feels no confidence whatsoever in Giddy and he feels like he's also messed up, which I don't think that any person in that position would feel like right now, no matter what happens, especially whenever Giddy's not underperforming in the summer league. He's just kind of hurt. Like he's literally just hurt. That's all. I, I don't think he's going to do, do anything. I don't know what you would even do uh, to captivate an audience who wants to win. That's the bottom line here. If you're not happy with the draft class, they can't they can't trade for Kaminga. They can't trade for Cunningham. They can't trade for Mobley. They can't trade for Green or Suggs or whoever. They can't trade back for Shingun. So if it's about the draft, that, that ship has sailed. So at that point, you're not excited about the direction of this team and, and the plan for this season. And there's nothing there to, re, to kind of write that plan, right? There's nothing there to get this team back to contention. Uh, th- that's realistic. There's The bottom line is there's nothing to do to, to police fans. And fans who are not pleased right now have the right to be not pleased, but they'll be back when this team's winning. And if the team never wins again, well, they've lost those fans. And that's the risk you take whenever you decide to go down this rabbit hole and you have to believe in yourself that you can get yourself out of this rabbit hole. And you can you can kind of go with, do with that what you will. Uh, do you believe in Presti? Do you not believe in Presti? That's totally up to you. And that's totally uh, an argument for each side. I fall in the argument of believing in Presti, but that does not mean that I'm 100% right here. So what do you think about the direction of this organization? Let me know on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Also ask some questions over there for a later mailbag episode this week and so much more. So until then, be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Locked on Thunder. Perfect ending to a historic.